I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. From Postcard from the Past and the multi-award-winning Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is a place where there is always room for a view, whether it's sent or unsent, if it's mint condition, bent, dinked, bumped, as we investigate old picture postcards and let their messages and images take us from banality to heartbreak from Ibiza to the Norfolk Broads and explore what it is that causes us to keep hold of these little cardboard rectangles. Each time, I welcome a guest, and it's their postcards that act as small clues to direct us towards memories, mysteries, and stories. I'm Tom Jackson. I'm delighted to say that today my guest on the podcast this time is historian, writer, teacher, broadcaster, a man of many parts, nearly all of them associated with cities and architecture and visual culture, Tom Dykoff. Tom, welcome to Podcast from the Past. Thank you, Tom. Um, as, as soon as I got your uh, call or email, I was like, Yes! Because oh. <laughs> I love postcards. You say all the right things. <laughs> now, you will know Tom from his many television appearances, including The Great Interior Design Challenge, Saving Britain's Past, and most recently, actually in two days' time, at the time of recording, Handmade, Britain's Best Woodworker. But Tom is also an academic, teaching at University College London, uh, not very far from this building, actually, uh, and also University of the Arts, Central St Martins. Uh, as a writer... Uh, he's the author of a great many things, including The Age of Spectacle, Adventures in Architecture and the 21st Century City. Now, Tom joins us today bearing a St Albans postmark. Have I got that right? Yeah, definitely. That's where I spent the first 10 years uh, of my life and left an indelible mark on me, I think, as a, as a place, as a space. However hard you try, you can't wash it off? I can't. And um, obviously where we are born is obviously you've got no control o- o- over that at all. Um, but I probably credit St Holborn's with my interest in places, spaces, architecture. The wonderful thing about uh, cathedral cities uh, in this country is that they they have amazing architecture dating back to, you know, in some in some cases, back when in St Albans case back to Roman times you know so I got an amazing um, education you know from the moment I was born in architecture and spaces and places and history Um, and it's completely stamped on me. But not everybody living in St Albans would have felt that that must be something in you the way you were looking at the town. Probably but I don't know why (laughs) because we've got absolutely no like town planners or architects in our family whatsoever Uh, absolutely not but you know I remember my earliest memories I remember 
I mean, I'm sure we all do to a degree, but I remember places and spaces, but particularly places and spaces out in the town. I remember, you know, the paving, particular paving slabs, which are still there. <laughs> To this day, um, on my walk to uh, that, that is school. unusual. That's not that's not. Oh, I would say that's not normal. That's <laughs> that's not everyone's experience. No, it's not. And I must, I must, I assume, have been in. We're all peculiar children, I'm sure. But in my my peculiarities was I was particularly sensitive to place and spaces and noticing them, and that has gone on to pretty much rule my life ever since. Very good. Now, Tom, when did you last send a postcard? I last sent a postcard earlier this year. I continue sending. Sorry, earlier this, <laughs> this year. I thought you were going to say earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, earlier this year um, in the summer holidays. I still occasionally send postcards. I've got two kids as well, yeah, young kids, and um, try and instill in. I mean, for them, it's like an utterly weird thing to do to yes. send any form of physical media. But I try and instill in them the discipline because I always did. Um, my parents always did, whether they will continue to go on and do so. But yeah, I sent a, I sent a postcard. I always, I always sort of maintain that the, um, the postcard is not dead. But um, just the last couple of years, they've been really hard to... You don't see them so obviously when you're out and about at the seaside or... You have to hunt them out a bit, I think. Which have, is... they, have they not got the status of vinyl yet? Like, you know, they're so they're back and back, back, back. I am the revival. <laughs> you are the top, you are. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? It's, no, I don't think they have really because I don't know. Oh, because vinyl has pop music on it. People like pop music, you know. But that idea of, I mean, I, what's amazing to me, I think, is that, I mean, there's obviously all the stuff that you're particularly interested in, you know, the words on the back and the stories and so on. For me... It was always the the visual image, the visual image, and the, obviously the, you know postcards are most often about places. I've yes. gone somewhere. Here is my proof that I've been there. I'm going to send it on to somebody. Um, and also, I was a voracious collector of postcards and images of places when I was a small kid. Again, a bit weird. Now looking back, I can see why where, yeah. how I've ended up. Um, but they were almost like a, to me a pr- proof that this place existed. They were. I don't think that's so weird. Actually, I think I think. It's the old school trip syndrome that you, you wanted to buy something. Yeah. And you're either going to buy a pencil or a postcard because that's the pocket money souvenir. Yeah. You're not going to buy the guidebook yeah. or the T-shirt. It's yeah, too expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a few pence, you could get something. And yeah, I do feel that, that that may come back in a way, in a sense that now, okay, everyone's on Instagram and they take digital photos with their phones of places, you know, and the selfie and them in a place... Um, but I, I, I don't know, Tom, I'm, I'm keeping the faith. I think that tangibility, particularly in such a digital, you know, ethereal age that we live in today, will come back in the form of, in the form of paper goods like postcards. I mean, they're, they're kind of back in terms of print, you know, printing and publishing. Like people yes. do love a tangible book. Yeah, even, and you know, a luxury edition as well. Exactly. And even, you know, the students that I teach, you know, who are all sort of 18 to, you know, 26, who are all, you know, digital natives, um, they look at this world and think, Oh, it has many benefits. Actually, it's quite nice to be, to, you know, to deal with tangible objects that can carry stories and memories. I just wonder if we are now a bit visually sophisticated that we will see a postcard and not be content with the the angle of the view, the style of the photography, the way it's been printed. In a way that I think in the nineteen seventies, you think that's nice. That's yeah, the picture, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. And I wonder if now in a sort of post-Instagram age and a filtered age, we sort of, um, we want to curate a bit more. I'm not yeah. sure. But also I find it interesting looking back now, 
as an academic looking at, you know, as a historian looking back at these, um, it's an archive, you know, these postcards are archives as a way that places were seen at a particular moment in time by a certain set of people or company. what mattered. Yeah, what mattered. Yeah, exactly. What mattered to a certain uh, set of people, particularly with, you know, things like, you know, the advent of tourism culture, you know, and, and also the mass kind of democratization of the ability to go to places, which, of course, in human culture, it's a rel- you know, relatively new thing. You know, so it, particularly for those, you know, my family background is, um, you know, is fairly humble. And I think people, you know, th- that ability to be able to travel and have holidays, you know, is a new thing. I mean, it's barely 100 years old, really. Um, and, you know, th- that idea of that culture and it be- it's being represented somehow through postcards. Marvellous. Before we see and hear about the cards that Tom's brought along, I'll give you a quick one of mine. This is, of course, a postcard from the past card like I do on Twitter, my book. Um, it's an old card from which um, I'll give you a bit of the message. So forgive me. Let's look at this. This is uh, Windsor Castle. Oh, wow. There's an old building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a Friths card, Friths of Reigate, who were a big... Uh, based on, was it Francis Frith, the photographer originally? Yeah. Um, and it's Windsor, and it's the 12th of May, 1956, something like that. I think we're in the 50s. It's, I'm pretty sure that's a black and white photo that's been carefully recoloured mm. at some yeah, stage. Yeah, it looks like it, isn't it? And it's sent to uh, Blackburn in Lancashire, to Mr and Mrs... You think it would be Clegg, but I think it might be Clegg. Not a, name, not a name I'm familiar with. Clig. It's a great name. <laughs> well, Mr and Mrs Clig. I mean, you, I won't be many of them in the phone book. It sounds Dickensian. Yeah, yeah. And it's from Bessie. Love Bessie at the end. So it, it just, I suppose what's intrigued me, it's very much, you don't need me to tell the listeners this, but there were no mobile phones in the 50s. <laughs> really? So it's that sense of how did you arrange stuff in the old days yeah. and sometimes use a postcard. So it says, Dear Auntie and Uncle, uh, the weather is perfect. I'm writing this card near the river on the front of the card. Okay, so that's nice. Um, I had to leave an address at Kew Park. Queen's Park? I don't know. And I told them I was going away. So I give them your address. But she's all right. Someone at home, I don't know. Just in case, you could telephone Smiths of Wigan, Isle of Wight tour. But I don't think it will be needed. So I think she's going from Windsor to the Isle of Wight. I'm not sure. We are going to the Isle of Wight today. Sorry, we do know. We're going to the Isle of Wight today and staying two nights instead of one because the hotel at Southsea has been burnt down. So that makes it better still. Love, Bessie. Wow, that's, that, that is so full of drama. It's like a whole mystery, a whole story in there. Yeah, I love the way she holds the sort of dramatic detail at the very end. Yes. The hotel's burnt down. Exactly, but they've left an address at Kew Park. Yeah. They're moving on somewhere, that, like very peripatetic. Like, where are they, where oh. they, no matter, where are they moving the to? The funny thing is, I, I, this is how I feel when I'm trying to go away anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I've got to organise this and that, and I'll yeah. never do that, and I've left that. So um, I don't think the emotions change, but um, yeah, no. maybe the way you express them does. Yes, how we arrange stuff in the olden days, crikey. Well, I should remind everyone at home that um, images of all these cards will be on the show notes, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, so you can see that we're not making it up. Now, Tom, you have not brought along tiny little cards in a pocket of your jacket, you've brought along something considerably more weighty. What 
the devil is this? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So when I when I got your email, I thought mm, yes, you've, you're speaking to the right person because I was a voracious collector of postcards when I was a kid. Postcards of places wherever we went. So I brought in um, one of my many scrapbooks as a kid. Um, of postcards and some photographs that I took, you know, when I was seven years old, very neatly labelled um, of places that I've been to. This is, I think this is all about when I was about seven years old. It's in a very large, larger than, um, not quite A3, not quite A4, somewhere between the two large scrapbooks. It's a classic scrapbook size. Isn't yeah. It? And, and it's fat. It's, it's fat, fat with It's, it's fat with postcards. Yeah. <laughs> it's fat with I love postcards. It. And it says on the, it's got a, a sort of illustration on the front. It's called Mr. Gardner. Um, it looks a bit sort of Peter Rabbity. Kind yes. of, but Peter Rabbit as Mr. McGregor, you know, carrying a wheelbarrow of vegetables in a, and it was sort of quite cute. It's a bit cutesy for me. I don't know. Perhaps that was bought for me by my parents. I don't know. So, uh, how old do you think you were when this started? Uh, this book. I'm just. I'm going to see if there's a date on the back. It's not. It looks like I was about seven. This oh, particular one, I would say, it looks about about se- like seven years old. Actually, quite precocious. Probably... Yeah. <laughs> I was. I mean, I knew. I, I was. A, I was a bit of a nerd, you know, nerdy, geeky kid about places and spaces, you know. And I, I must have. And I just collected it's done, stuff. It's done you fine. It's don't don't apologise. <laughs> but also, my mum and dad. If I, if I think back, one, yeah, I, I grew up in St Albans, small cathedral city. Lots of amazing, interesting architecture to see. You know, ancient Roman ruins, uh, medieval uh, townhouses, Georgian houses, um, amazing modernist nineteen thirties. Um, architecture as well. I got the whole thing. And my mum and dad, I don't know why, my mum and dad took us on on family day trips all the time. Right. We, we visited stuff all the time. So I don't know particularly why, or if that was particularly unusual, uh, but that must also have awakened uh, something in me. So this, this book, you know, this scrapbook is full, you know, I'll open it now, it's full of books of places where we've been to. Here we go. I open it up and the first page is holidays. So I've, I've, I've relatively neatly captioned yeah, all of these. Nicely underlined. All of these places. But um, so I've got the first Selworthy Church. This must be, and Exmoor. So we're in Exmoor now. So um, that must be a holiday. That was definitely a holiday. And we, and definitely was, I can remember the summer holiday and staying near Minehead um, and going to Exmoor. This would have been after, I think maybe in the 70s, Lorna Dune might have been on TV as a oh, series, yes, yes. I've got a feeling. And so perhaps my parents were kind of awash with the romance of that. So, you know, we have a postcard of um, the, the river and Breen Down at the Western Supermare. We've oh, got lovely. Exmoor Ponies, Porlock Hill on there, the home of the Exmoor Pony. And these are glued in. These are all... These, and they're not sent. They've been, you, these are your souvenirs. These are me, yeah, these are mine that I've, I've collected. Then there are all these, you know, which I still collect to these days, these kind of classic... Um, Topographical uh, postcards of you know Somerset and Avon or the Lorna Dune uh, country, which I which I think are amazing, and I still collect these. You know they're classic, you know British postcards. This is, these are the maps we're talking yeah. about. There was I think it was one one woman uh, was the artist on all of these. Really? Yeah. I, I, regrettably, I can't remember her name, and I think she died about twenty years ago. But um, Inc- I mean, I still collect, yeah. I still think they're an amazing resource, and part of me with my historian's hat on, goes back to that period from the kind of 1930s to the kind of 1970s where, where I was a little kid. 
um, this period where people were really interested in topography and places and exploring British, you know, there's, yes. there's stuff like you know, the Nicholas Pevsner buildings of England, yes. sur- you know, all, surveying the England all the shell guide yeah. as well. These uh, are kind of postcard shell guides. Exactly. They? And they're like that, you know, they've got all the kind of the key places there, you know, and, and they've got little drawings of um, you know, the key architectural moments or the hills or, you know, there's some Exmoor ponies um, here. I mean, I think they're amazing. And then some quotations here as well. That pleasant land which runneth to the seven sea um, by someone, I, my very vocals aren't working, Fuller. I don't quite know who Fuller is. But. So there are, I think these postcards, which still exist today, you can still buy them, are amazing resources. And I'm sure someone someone must have done a PhD on them. Yeah, but, I hope so. I hope so. They're fantastic. So, yeah, these are all things that I collected. I can see that there are also these ones as well. I forgot about these. These are postcards of, of um, you know, uh, monuments uh, that are done in line drawing, um, so this one is the east front of St Mary Redcliffe in uh, Bristol, a real amazing um, piece of architecture, yeah, which I, then I've coloured in. Yeah, now, that's not from life, <laughs> that colouring in it. That's it? not the Mary <laughs> Redcliffe with a you know, blue tower and yellow, yeah. your blue spire and a yellow tower. Um, maybe there is some kind of early nascent, ooh, maybe I want to be an architect uh, moments, yeah. and I will design multicoloured churches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. I always so, found them very unsatisfactory, those sort of line drawing cards. Yeah, know. exactly. I they want need a, a bit photo. of colour. They need a bit of colour. So basically, you know, this book is full of views um, from holidays. You know, there's Stourhead Gardens, there's Exeter Cathedral, Wells Cathedral. Um, so do you remember buying these? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, going, I, to the, going to the gift shop with your tuppence or of whatever Of course, yeah, and getting, um, and, and getting them. Clearly, clearly, I was obsessed, which makes me think, you know, why didn't, so my parents didn't push me into architecture at all. Um, in fact, my my mum really kind of guided me towards English literature, which I began I studying at university for um, for eighteen months. Um, but why they didn't look at this and think? Clearly, he wants to be yes, an architect because yes. he's yes. got lots of buildings in here. But they didn't for some whatever reason. Except, I, I suppose, when you're a child and you're going visiting places, the buildings are what the cards are of. Yeah. So. It's not obvious, I suppose, that it was the building that was getting... You might have been interested in buying stuff. Yeah. Or you might have liked cardboard. Or, yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so automatic that the buildings are what... Buildings and postcards are wedded together, I suppose, what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Oh, well, but money, oh, hey, hey, I've got a frog here. Okay. Common, common frog. <laughs> you so could I did have fr- been a biologist. I did, I did, yeah, I did uh, vary my... Um, yeah, my I love the frog. Yeah, it's a, it's a very perky-looking frog, I have to be honest. Where would that have come from? Uh, I, I can't mess with know. the historical archive no, 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 and, no, no, and pull no. it up, it's stuck down. No idea. I don't know that one. So this is in a section of my scrapbook called Days Out. Oh, very so, look, good. Oh, it, separate from holidays. Yeah, so we're, so we're in, we've gone on a day trip. We talked about going to London. Here's a day trip to London. I've got a picture of Trafalgar Square by moonlight. I, you know, it's a it's a painting. No idea where from. Um, the Frozen Thames. I sense this might have been from. I do remember very early on going to the Museum of London as a kid in the Barbican. Yes. Um, which of course was an, again another mind blowing experience for me, yes. both architecturally but also in terms of the story of London and cities. I remember di- distinctly going to that after after it opened. Uh, I've got a map. I mu- it must have been the Museum of London. I've got a map of Elizabethan London here. Yes. And then I've got a postcard here um, from somebody that sent something. From my friend sent sent this letter to me. I mean, obviously it's not a letter; it's a postcard, <laughs> and it's from Appledore, North Devon. Oh, Should I turn it over? Uh, well, oh, this yes. one has come free. Ah, this is a bit of a tragic tale, really. Oh. So this is me. This is sent to me. Um, everybody, I noticed they spelt my name wrong, my surname. Okay. Everyone gets my name wrong. That's fine. There's lots of K's and H's and consonants. Uh, but it's yeah, sent to me in St Albans. 
Um, I'm having a beautiful holiday building big sandcastles in the beach, which is written presumably by his mum, yes. my friend's mum, because that's that handwriting's uh, too neat. Um, love, Matthias. Now, Matthias was one of my best friends at primary school who sadly died oh, um, in, a, in a terrible tragedy in a, in a school coach crash um, when he was not that much older than about 10 or 11. Um, so that, see, that immediately makes me, not, you know, plunges me back. Um, yes, and, and it shows us deeper resonances to these. Well, indeed, you know, this, this friend who's no longer with us, you know, who was you know, one of my best friends at, at school, at primary school. I mean, I moved, I moved away before he died. We moved um, from St Albans to Aylesbury, um, which is only like 20 miles away. But for some reason, it was like a chasm, yes. um, you know, when, when I was a kid. Uh, so we, we did lose touch, but you know we, I found out about him dying, um, you know, when I was a young teenager. Uh, so that that's 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 a terrible little moment there, Tom. Yeah. Uh, put that back in the put that back in there. My friend sent this letter to me. Here's another friend. Here we go. Toby sent this. Now Toby was my next door neighbour in St Albans. Uh-huh. Uh, easy, um, easy to remember the address. <laughs> exactly. And I do remember, so this is, they always went, their family always went on holiday to Southwold. They were, Ooh. they were definitely um, a kind of socioeconomic class above us. You know, we were first generation middle class. My dad was working class um, and, you know, very kind of aspirational. But we, our neighbours next door were proper professional middle class um, his dad was, I think, was a musician, worked in orchestras, you know, oh, wow. you, you know, a different world to yes, us yes, completely. Yes. Um, but we were friends when we were kids and, and he went on holiday to Southwold or every year, I remember getting a postcard from him from Southwold, which right. of course now is like super yes. uber posh. But even back then it was a, it was a slightly middle classy sort of you know, old bro, no, <laughs> old bro kind of thing. I can't really, oh. well, look, he hasn't, he sent this to me, but there's nothing on it. Maybe it um, came in an envelope. Yeah, it must've come in an envelope clearly misunderstood the whole point of a postcard. And why do you think you were doing this? What, collecting? or going Collecting ho- and sticking and documenting your life like this? Well, it clearly speaks to some peculiar obsession that I had, which is, which is almost <laughs> inexplicable. <laughs> no, no, but it's almost inexplicable in that sense that when you look, when you, you know, I'm now you know, thoroughly middle-aged, you kind of look, now, why have I ended up like this? You know, the Middle Ages full of like looking back yeah, and nostalgia absolutely. and thinking, how am I like this? And actually, this things like this, this scrapbook, um, is a kind of document for why you know I am like this. I can't explain it. Yeah, because you already were. I already was. It just. And, and I suppose it kind of works in two ways because you could say this was you, so you did this. Yeah. But you could equally say you were doing this. And enjoyed it and felt it was a good thing to do. And that kind of also shapes you or confirms who you are yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. You kind of, because we're remaking ourselves all the time anyway. But it also, it also says something, which is something I'm quite interested in today, about a certain visual culture and media culture, if you like, that existed back then, which probably doesn't exist today that I emerged into. This top, for example, this topographic culture yes. that, that existed where we were at a you know big level there were people like Nicholas Pevsner who were he was going around documenting buildings all over the country and and publishers were publishing it and there were postcards everywhere that you could go and you could go and buy them um, and there were things on television 
that I you know, would have watched as a kid in the 70s. You know, I remember someone like Alec Clifton Taylor, you know, a very eminent architectural historian, who did a series called you know, Six English Towns. Six more English towns. Even six more English towns, etc., etc. People like John Betjeman, of course. Yes. Um, all these people that had a kind of... There was a public culture of discussion about stuff like architecture and the landscape uh, and so on that I emerged into, which I don't think exists today for various reasons... Um, and was in part did in part form me. I always had this proclivity towards this, and it kind of formed my brain to be surrounded by this stuff. Essentially, you know, I was in this book, kind of putting together a, a kind of fantasy um, space, a utopia in many ways. You know, I was collecting these things, and if you put them together, maybe this were, at the time was my kind of ideal place, you know, full of um, full of you know Bethnal Green Museum railway engines. Look, here's St Albans. I mean, this is my you know place of my birth. What, you can what, see... How did you message that one? What did you say? Oh, it doesn't say place of my birth, but it says um, so. It's got it's a postcard St Albans in lettering in the middle, four images, um, and I've neatly labelled but misspelt the word Abbey. I can see um, without an e. Uh, but you know, there's the Cathedral Abbey, West Front um, of St Albans Abbey. But I no no mention that this is where I lived and where I I come from. But this is clearly you know a kind of curated selection of yes. what's in my head and what is important to me. Yes. It's also a decade, the 70s, when history was really, and, and architectural history was very important. It was a period of you know, economic decline or chaos, a bit like today, um, when preservation was really important, particularly after the, you know, what was happening in the 50s and 60s, so much redevelopment taking a lot and the kind of conservation movement reacting to that. And also in terms of um, you know, things like, like what was on TV, it was like the, the 70s were quite a nostalgic yes, decade. Yes. They're crazy moments and futuristic moments, but it's quite nostalgic. You know, it's all upstairs, downstairs, wasn't it? Yes, that kind of yes. pro, those kind of programs. And I remember those kind of period dramas being on, on TV. So and and, Heading towards Laura Ashley. And exactly, Laura La, Ashley. Lark Rise to Candleford. Exactly, all, all that stuff. And, and even in you know, product design, it was, a, you know, I remember, you know, uh, toasters with wheat sheaves on. Um, you know, the, right. the Ridley Scott um, advertisement for Hovis, yes, you know, yes, set in, yes. in Shaftesbury, you know, walking up Gold Hill. All of that sepia-tinted, wheat sheafy, um, slightly maybe even Wicker Man-y kind of <laughs> folk horror. That's how it's seen now, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But that was all around me. And that yes, was, you know, that, yes. that kind of comes through. Ah, I've turned the page. And here we have the modern world. Oh, the city of San Francisco. Now, obviously, I'd not been to San Francisco. I was say. seven years old, and I can't. It's stuck down, unfortunately. But I would. I imagine this postcard has come from my grandmother, who moved around um, quite a bit, and she would probably have been visiting. Perhaps my auntie moved to America in the mid seventies during the kind of economic chaos, she sort of, I remember her saying, no, there's no future for Britain anymore, I'm moving wow. to America, where the future is. And she stayed there ever since. And so my grandmother would go, would go out and visit her in America. Um, and here's a, a picture, a postcard from um, the city of San, San Francisco, which must be from her. Um, if I could peel it off, I would read it a bit more. It's a very... I mean, look at that. That's kind of Mad Men era, isn't it? Yeah, it even it's very American in the, the the aerial shot showing showing the whole city with the yeah. skyline and the towers. But also not particularly beautiful. I mean, the, the landscape's right. beautiful. The topography, you know, amazing. The bay in the background, so on. But it's quite quite banal, really. I mean, it's not like you know the. Gra I mean, and, and it almost looks quite. quite There's no old. Golden Gate there, is there? It kind of looks like early sixties, but it, it can't be early sixties. Well, it, it might be. be. The picture might be. And look, it's got this little scalloped edges of yes. the postcard. Deckle edges. Is that what they're called? Deckle edges. Yeah. Lovely, beautiful. That must be. So that's a, that. You know, that moment where I suddenly understand. Ah, 
there are other places in the world beyond we're not, St. Albans. We're not just looking back and holding on. We can <laughs> yes. move forward, we can explore the world. Exactly. We're not in we're not in St. Albans anymore. So there isn't uh, this. I mean, as a landscape would have been completely alien to me, you know, the American landscape. But I would have recognised it from telly, of course. You know, the, yeah. you know, the stuff that was on TV. Streets of San Francisco. Streets of San Francisco, yeah. exactly. There they are. Exactly. Well, look, look, we're going to come back to this book in, in a moment because there are many riches in it. <laughs> um, a quick extra one from me now. You mentioned York. We're in York here. This is a card that has two elements to it that I think are important. Sellotape has obviously ripped half the picture off. Oh, wow, off, yeah. Which um, is pathetic. I rather like that. I like the fact someone stuck it on a wall. Exactly. or a, It's the walls, the walls, the city walls of mm. York, um, the minsters in the background. And it's sent to Cumbria, Workington in Cumbria, and it says, it's from someone called Neil and Mark. Right? This, we had a fire on a lorry on holiday. We stopped up all night. Oh. That's it. Oh, that's it? That's it. Every word. What? It begs, I mean, it begs, I well, obviously, so many questions. Yeah. Like, why are they sending this message? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's code. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like code, doesn't it? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. My guest today is writer and broadcaster Tom Dykhoff. Uh, oh, here's a surprise. We've received a postcard. And um, this postcard comes from Kuala Lumpur. And it says, Please broadcast the following record. Song. I Am I That Easy to Forget? Name of singer, Debbie Reynolds. Four. Barbara, Tessie, Sally and Doris. Uh, please do not disappoint me. Thanks. Uh, well, sorry, Noria, we're going to disappoint you because we don't take requests. <laughs> now, on with the postcard stories, Tom. Let's, let's return to your scrapbook. Um, where do we go from here? I think you've got some cards that are sort of occluded within it. Is that right? There are a few. I mean, just, um, this is Holiday in Wales, so lots of castles. Let me have a look. And more of the maps. You're very fond of the maps. I, well, again, you know, Geography was, you know, one of my great loves at, at school and, and university. Loads of maps. I know loads of maps. Some postcards are missing. So lots of castles and, um, and 
Yeah, and hills. Because you've moved on now. You're not you're not pasting them in anymore. No. You're I've now got, using photo corners. Yeah, I've got photo corners now, haven't I? So this is obviously an ongoing project. I think my writing is also, if I might yeah. say, a little neater. Yeah. Just a little neater here. Anyway, look, so I was obviously clearly obsessed by castles at this particular oh, moment. That was the rule. You had to go to castles. And, and some Welsh ladies, of course. Welsh ladies in traditional dress. No, don't, more two Welsh ladies in traditional dress. Anyway, so these are all... Yeah, these this are, is a nice... I think this is a... Um, Constance card, or it might be Bamforth. I think it's probably published by Constance, one of my oh. favourite uh, publishers. Look at you, Mr. Yeah. Mr. I know, Geek. I know. But I, <laughs> I, I love Geek. this. For some reason, I really like these black slugs yeah, 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 yeah. with the white text on them. And it's of real. Yeah. And I remember distinctly getting lost with my mum in the Hall of Mirrors. In, it's one of those kind of key, oh. those key family <laughs> memories. You know that? That's really traumatic. It was real. Yeah. My mum was lost in the hall. And my dad, I remember having to come in and rescue us. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're 27 years old or so. You know, yeah. was, was I've read that traumatic. chapter of Freud, I think. <laughs> yes, I know. It is kind of, yeah, very kind of symbolic. But, oh, there's a po- there is a postcard from somebody to me here. It's a cute. Oh, I love it. Super cute kitten, slightly soft focus on, you know, a bluish background. And it's from Great Yarmouth, 1980, so I'm a bit older now. And it's from Mary Johnson, who was my next door, another next door neighbour in St. In St Albans. And again, another misspelled surname. D-Y-C-H-K-O-O-F. Oh, hoof. You've got a hoof now. Oh, my God. Dykoof. Oh. That's a great one. Oh, another misspelling. You must have had them all. Exactly. So, uh, hello, Tommy. No, no, nobody calls me Tommy, but maybe perhaps, <laughs> perhaps somebody. Yes. Met... So th- those of us called Tom might uh, Mrs. Johnson rankle at that. Must be, yeah, so Mary Johnson. Mrs. Johnson was our kind of, you know, she's an, an older lady. I mean, she was probably only 50 at the time, but she seemed like a kind of grandmotherly person. And she was always our babysitter. Oh, very good. Family. We are having a good time on the east coast. The sea looks calm today. Saw chaps in inverted commas windsurfing at Oldborough yesterday. I am feeling better. It's really kind that she wrote. It is. We had a very close relationship, you know, as neighbours. You know, she was always babysitting us when mum and dad um, went out. I like the fact that it's... um, in inverted commas, windsurfing. It's obviously this new yes, thing. Yes. People yes. did not windsurf in 1980, you know, habitually in, in this con- in this country. Yes. It's all chaps. And you you've never seen it until you've seen it. Exactly. Chaps as well, for certain certain yeah. phrase as well. And she's feeling better. What was the matter with her? Oh. Blimey, right. That's nice, though. And my dad travelled a lot. My dad worked as an engineer in a factory in um, for Schweppes, and he was always going to places like to, to get shipments of limes from oh, um so we were going down to new haven and we'd have a day trip to brighton around there to you know limes from the caribbean or something oh, um wow. so we were always traveling and, and it was always any any excuse to sort of move move around and go on day trips my parents never stopped i look back my parents never stopped <laughs> my god they were always moving they were always moving around not only would we move house continually um but yeah we were always on trips so it's, it's funny how the pictures have faded to a, yeah. a, a just a pink wash no, but, the, but the postcards retain their colours. Exactly. I mean, even back then, I was really interested in photography and taking photos. I mean, not yeah, they're all yeah, they're all kind of definitely faded and incredibly sort of blurry by today's standards. You know, there's my family sitting on the beach um, at Brixham. Um, we were very firm sunbathers, which I'm sure will come and bite us on the bum um, now when we get older. Uh, but yeah, those kind of amazing. Oh, but, and there's Dartmoor. Look at that, looking very bleak. Yeah, that's. Quite abstract. <laughs> <That is> quite <laughs> ab- oh, so we're going to Lancashire now. 
Lancashire trip, I know that. This is my mum's best friend from school, um, that's Maureen and Thurston, who um, my mum was from Lancashire um, and left when she was uh, when her family moved down when she was 16. So we, we have got a very strong kind of um, northern England culture still in, in our in our family, I think, you know, that kind of way of speaking, right. where being an obsession with, you know, we watched Coronation Street, you know, okay. all through my childhood, you know, Coronation Street, the sound of Coronation Street, and even today, <laughs> takes my kind of Proustian Madeline, it takes me back to that kind of a particular moment, you know, the classic years of Coronation Street, you know, with, um, you know, Pat Phoenix in and everything. Anyway, so we would occasionally go back to, to Lancashire, very occasionally. Mum never looked in contrast with me never looked back never right. looked to the past but this is yeah this is the day trip to see um, or maybe overnight trip I imagine to go and see Maureen and Thurston and there's a photograph here of a distant I mean, god you can barely make out who any of those people are why I took that photo it's mostly of a mostly of the kind of the, the floor um, yeah but here's uh, yeah here's Lancashire Lancaster Oh God, Ooh, Tom. Maps. There's, I know, God, I know, God. Someone needs to <laughs> need a psychologist or a This is the problem with looking back at your uh, childhood. It, it's not that um, it's a mystery how you ended up how you did. It's all too bloody obvious. It's all too. I know. You look at this book. Oh, am, I, am I that much of an open book? <laughs> but also, I tell you what else. Because I, I began university doing English literature. My mum, because she's she. She was a slightly frustrated, um, not frustrated. She could have got, gone to university when she was a teenager, which is quite unusual for women, you know, in the 1950s. But she chose not to. And she chose to marry my dad and, you know, basically be a housewife. And she did go back to university when she was um, a mature student to study English literature. But she was, a, you know, English literature was her thing completely. And she definitely guided me in that, in that direction. But I clearly, from this book, as you can see, had another obsession, yes, which yes. was maps and places. Yes. I ended up changing at university from English to geography, much to the annoyance of my English tutors who were right. like, why did you geography, yeah, right, okay. of all things? But looking at this, you can see, yeah, yeah, clearly right, I was right obsessed by maps, you know, maps and places. Oh, my God, where are we now? Like, endless, look, we're at Stratford, we're at Hewenden Manor in, in High Wycombe, we're in Stoke Bruin, we're in the Llangollen Canal. We were moved around. Ah, oh, Ironbridge. Giant, giant card from Ironbridge. Oversized. Uh, I remember going to Ironbridge really distinctly and going, and I, I, I've only been back once since. I would love to go back more recently. But I, again, I remember, you know, industrial heritage um, being really big in my in my childhood, like learning about yes. the birth of the Industrial Revolution here. And the, this, the Iron Bridge, you know, the first proper metal building or metal construction in the world. Yes. And there it, there it is. And it photographs very, very well for a postcard. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Look at that. Um, I, I distinctly remember going to Ironbridge. Look at it, and there's a postcard here. Colebrookdale at night, you know, very romantic. The, kind of rom the beautiful, it looks a bit Peaky Blinders, doesn't it? The kind of the romance <laughs> of the, you know, the kind of these blast furnaces is amazing at night. Yes, is it heaven or is it hell? Is it heaven or is it hell? Look, Granny, these are postcards from Granny. My, my oh. much-travelled Granny here she's in Venice and Madrid. Um, this is Venice. You can see there is water everywhere. Good point. Oh, very, good point. very good point. When you leave, you when you leave your house, you have to get into a boat. I am staying just about where I've put the cross oh, at the great. bottom. I love An that intervention. Oh yes, down the bottom. Oh my gosh. Good, good location. Oh my god, it's like it's like one of the posh hotels, <laughs> like literally. You know, a stone's throw from St Mark's Square. How did Granny Good afford that? Because we didn't. She didn't have money. My Granny, by this, my granddad had died by this point, so she spent, um, you know, most of her fifties and sixties, you know, as a single, uh, you know, alone. Um, so, she, but she was well travelled. 
She was well-travelled, crikey. So, and she obviously had a bit of money to go on holiday and stay in that kind of place. Maybe it wasn't quite as expensive. Good thing then. to do, though. Another one from her, Madrid. Glad you had a great holiday. It's very, very hot here, and the city is very large. I'll tell you all about it when I come home and you bring your postcards to show me. Uh. <laughs> she granny knew what I was about. Granny, I also like the way she phrased it. Where I, I know now, you know, when I've written postcards to you know younger children, you write, and it's very. I am in this place yes. with water. Yes, yes, and I think that's that's good because you're regulating how you put the information across yeah, yeah, in a way yeah. that will make sense. And of course, I, you know, I, I know now everyone goes on holiday when they're sort of, t- you know, to foreign climbs when they're two years old. Um, but, you know, back in the 70s, we didn't. I mean, we didn't leave the country until, you know, 1980. Oh, look at this. I've got an annotated annotated postcard here of uh, an aerial view of Bath. Oh, yes. Obviously getting into my town planning phase here. Yes. Where I've, I've drawn an arrow saying the circus. Very good. Yep, Bart the lends royal it, lends itself to that, doesn't it? The <laughs> it shapes does. are clear. The shapes are clear. Um, yeah, and then you know the aerial view, you know, obviously pretty common within postcards, um, but also you know that particular. But you have way. to think about them because the aerial view wasn't a drone. Yeah, exactly. It was a balloon or a light aircraft or a cherry picker. Yeah. Or, someone had to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. I love this one of Royal Crescent or the Royal Crescent, which is famously hard to photograph. Because it's very long and thin yes. and big. There's a lot of nothing. And in here, there is a lot of nothing. It's a, well, not nothing, but you know, a, that most of this postcard is taken up with the kind of the green, the kind yeah. of the semicircular green um, parkland in front. Uh, so yeah, it's mostly mostly green, not much, not much royal crescent here. Oh look! Oh look at that last postcard, an aerial view of uh, St Paul's Cathedral. Going back to what you were talking about. There you go. Tied it, tied it up with string. Yeah, exactly. Look at with a London. It looks very different from today. Look at that. All yes. that low-rise kind of 1960s stuff that was built, yes. um, which, which is now gone. Beautiful. Well, th- thank you for showing us that book, Tom. Uh, the scrapbook is amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> Far from scraps, these are, these are treasures. Treasures. <laughs> well, Tom, look, um, thank you so much for um, taking us on a guided tour through, through your postcards. It was a very, pleasure. very interesting. And through your past and through your psyche, I think, as well, which is... Um, Precious, and it was generous that you did that. Um, I always say the same thing. I never know where the postcards will send us. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy that you shared them with me and, and with our listeners. Oh, bless you. It was amazing. Um, selection of images from Tom's cards and all the other cards are going to be on the website, postcardfromthepast.co.uk. Um, it is customary for us to uh, end the programme with one of these delicate things. It's the Eiffel Tower. So have a look at that, Tom. That is a cracking image it's um oh <laughs> careful careful <laughs> yeah i mean it's, in some ways it's the most photographed image of, of all postcards yeah. at the eiffel tower uh, and this is an oversized one and as you've identified it's a record amazing it's so uh, it's not the vinyl revival but it's the postcard record revival i never knew such things existed ah well young tom next door we're at triple tom today has taken advantage of its technology and made a digital file in the modern world we will be able to hear what this postcard sounds like wow (laughs) jaunty got a kind of 
Afro-Cuban feel. Well, it says on the back here, it's Mig- Miguel, cha-cha-cha, Oh. by Ramon Cabrero. Oh, good old Ramon. I'm not quite sure what that's got to do with Paris, though. I mean, it sounds quite Latin. Have you not been to that club? <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. In the Trocadero? When do you think this postcard's from? Is it like the 50s? Early 60s, I think. Oh, that's so interesting to me, because my mum and dad went on their honeymoon to Paris oh. in the early 1960s. There you go. To this... to this, Maybe they went to... Maybe they <laughs> went to this club and <laughs> experienced Miguel's cha-cha-cha. Yeah, I mean, no-one sent this one, but they could have done. So are, 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 are musical postcards a popular thing, a common thing? I've never heard of them. For those of us in the know, Tom, yeah. No, they were a strand. They're a sub, a sub, sub-genre of postcard, yes. Wow. Mainly from Hungary, but this is a French one. Well, it's, a, it's a lovely tune, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? I love it. Get my, get my toe tapping. Well, as the Eiffel Tower continues spinning at exactly 45 revs per minute, that's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guest for sharing the postcards from his past, Tom Dykhoff. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. You can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style.